practice. <laughs> a lot of it comes down to what happens in the divorce. That's, that's right. right. That's what a lot of that that's info right. really comes down to. Yep. There you, you go. Try everything once. All right. So here, here we go. So um, we're okay. So we live now. We are live now. Okay. So. We're recording our program for Las Vegas Real Estate Now will air this Saturday on KDWN 101.5 FM at 11 a.m. on Saturday. In the meantime, when you listen today, you're going to hear Rick Sanemi and Liam White, uh, and we're going to be talking about a bunch of stuff. Liam just got married, so we're going to talk about what happens when you get married, and then Rick's not going to participate in that part of the conversation. Um, <laughs> and then I've got, I've got and, and I know um, Rick brought some topics with him too today. Uh, some current escrow issues. Maybe some. Maybe he's got a story to tell us about entity documentation. I got all kinds of stories. Yeah, you're always. You always got stories. Um, and then I've got. I found a couple of articles, interesting articles. I, there was an article in the paper just. Is it today or yesterday? Uh, Las Vegans must now make over six figures annually to afford a mortgage here. Actually, yeah. saw that article. Isn't that scary? The, at the median home price, right? Yeah, based on median home price and interest rates, yeah. you need to, you need to make at least one hundred thirteen thousand dollars a year. Four forty was that the, the home four fifteen is what they're saying. Oh, wow. uh, it's really four fifty, but yeah. they're saying four fifteen. I think when they say median home price, they're including uh, condos yeah. and oh, townhomes. Okay, I, guess, I'm, I just do single family homes when they're four fifty. Yeah, but when you include them, at four fifteen, that's still a pretty high median for all of them. And then there's a, a new development downtown which is one of these village projects where they're trying to build a, an area a, a village where you don't need a car you can do everything okay. without a car and I, I love that conceptually i love that uh, about 15 years ago they were trying to do that at what they call the curve down in durango on 215th the curve they were trying to build a community down there and they, they've kind of done partially like the uncommons area yeah and i know the, that was that idea was their hope it was going to be like all okay. first story live or all first story shopping second right. third fifth yeah you live right living. above it and you don't yeah. you never have to leave you know you yeah. can walk to get groceries you can walk to get you know restaurants entertainment you can walk to work if you wanted to. Yeah. Yep. And now you can walk to gamble too. Anyway, so let's let's just get into our show. We'll Nothing start doing it here. That. Let's start doing it here. Let me get my clock up and then we'll go. Let's see here. You've been married four days. Four days. That's why I said I said happily four days. Happily. <laughs> happily. <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> the honeymoon's not over, Rick. Rick. The honeymoon's not over. That's, we we got to get to the honeymoon. The honeymoon's <laughs> middle of November. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. I did. We did the same thing. We got married and then we waited a while. See, I, did I tra- you? I tried to ask to see if I could do it in different fiscal years was my request. <laughs> oh. we, we did that. We got married yeah. in November and went in July. See, that's what I say. If, yeah. Even if I could have just gone January, new tax season, I can go, you know, don't yeah. have to take it all out at once. Right. Right. Okay. All right. Here we go. Segment one. Welcome to our show. This is Las Vegas Real Estate Now, where we bring you the three E's, educate, empower, and engage. We want to help you to make your real estate decisions wise ones for you and your family. I'm your host, Harvey Blankfeld of the Blankfeld Group at Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and we have over a century of collective real estate experience. I'm a licensed agent here in Nevada. My NRED number is S.00488897. On this program, we're dedicated to delivering timely, balanced truths about local market conditions. If you ever have a question... Or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. On the program, we have some outstanding guests for you today. We have Rick Sanemi here from Equity Title 
And we also have Liam White from Liam White Insurance. Welcome, guys. Yeah, Thanks for thank having you me. again. Great to have you guys back. Uh, Liam, I want to start with you. And, and first of all, you have a, I think you have a very important announcement to make. Yeah, uh, 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 off the market. I guess I've been off the market for seven years, but now officially off But now the you're market. officially, he's got, he's got jewelry yeah. to prove it. <laughs> he's got a beautiful, a beautiful uh, <laughs> ring on his, uh, on his left hand on that third finger. Or the, or the, yeah, the fourth, yeah, third, se- what is it? Third? Second or fourth. I don't know. What is, yeah, the fourth finger. Uh, he's, got that, that, he's got some jewelry on there. So congratulations on your recent. Uh, uh, marriage, yeah. Um, and what's what's the what's your lovely bride's name? Uh, Colby. Colby. Okay, so yeah. Colby, congratulations for for taking him off the market. No, thank you. Officially taking him off the market. Yes. Uh, so so <laughs> when you get married, things change, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, you're finding out. You're finding out actually getting first, married now. Firsthand, and I guess it probably started because we, we we joked, not joked, but we we seriously considered the whole idea of having the marriage, but not actually like. Doing it. Getting married. You know, not making, not formalizing the it. The legal part. The legal side of yeah. it. Right, right. Um, Love that idea. Because I look at, right, you know, business, businesses have a lot of debts, businesses have a lot of uncertainties. It's right. one of those to where, you know, especially when you think about buying a home in the future, if something goes bad with the business and, you know, my debt becomes her debt, all of a sudden we can't buy a home anymore. Yeah. And so we had to seriously consider a lot of those things. So it was awesome. It was awesome doing a lot of research. It was awesome to, to learn things that I, I, I assumed I knew the majority mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it was like, no, you got to be pretty on top of this stuff. So what changes from an insurance perspective? What happens there? Uh, so it depends on the type of insurance, right? So the okay. big one for the majority of individuals, because Nevada doesn't follow or believe in like domestic partnerships, doesn't matter how, how long someone has been. Unless you're married, it don't count. Correct. Yeah, okay. there's nothing there. Um, and so individuals typically finally get the opportunity to uh, go together on uh, health plans. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, the big one for it is you got to do it within the first 60 days. Um, so there are obviously other reasons as to why, you know, you have a kid, adopt a kid, right. uh, move to a new state, get a new job, right? All of those are reasons. Otherwise, you have to wait until the brand new start of the year to actually go ahead and add an individual. Open line. enrollment Open time. Enrollment. Yeah. 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 And so that first 60 days, and I always thought it was uh, first 60 days from when you actually walk that paper down to the courthouse. It's 60 days from when you walk down the aisle. Doesn't, oh, doesn't oh. matter when you actually, because they'll ask when the ceremony is and they'll go back to that date. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, very good. So, yeah. but it doesn't really affect other insurance policies too too much, I guess. I'm uh, guessing. D- depends on who you're married to. Uh, so <laughs> okay. Big big one for me. Uh, obviously, we had already added ourselves, you know, to the same sure. auto policy. Sure. Um, that was a big shock to me, right? Marrying a younger woman as well as a woman that's got four tickets and five accidents. Uh, oh. Inheriting all of that certainly wasn't that enjoyable. Okay. Um, perfect driver over here, obviously. <laughs> um, and so women. That, yeah. <laughs> And so that, that was kind of scary. <laughs> However, the, the big benefit, though, right, and this really affects individuals that get married before they're 35. Right. Um, actuaries look at that and sit there and say that married individuals versus single individuals are far less likely to file claims to have accidents. There you go. And so individuals before they're 35, they get married, actually see about a 22% savings once you move from single to married. How about that? Automatically drop those rates, give you better discounts. Nice. So you were right. Get, get married. Right. So do it before you're 35. Sure. That's the other idea. Now, if you do it after, you typically see about a 2 to 5% savings. But so much more. Is, okay. Yeah. yeah ab- absolutely. And they do. They look at, oh, adulthood. You know, you're taking you're, serious life. You're more risky when you're single. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. You make more risky right? moves. Yeah. You make that 1 a.m. drive when you get that phone call. But I wonder how much of that is related to the fact that you're also usually younger when you're single, too. I mean, typically. The, right? Yeah. Age, is, age is a bigger factor to oh, me, absolutely. I would guess. Yeah, especially before the age of 25. Yeah. Those are huge, huge key factors. I can imagine that's true. Um, but no, it also, also jumps into uh, the whole idea of marital property. That's something that 
you know, I had looked obviously into quite a bit when you talk about getting married, having assets, owning a business. What is yours? What is hers? When does it actually kind of come together? Right. Um, And so that whole idea, you could buy the ring, you give it to her, right? Women always kind of joke and sit there and say, this is mine. It's actually ours. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. And so it's okay. one of those to where, you know. I know it's on Rick, loan. Rick, Rick Carly's Jones. making notes right now. She's a she's, make, make she's sure. a she's really, Nothing is yours. She's going to call Kyle yeah, any minute yeah. now. Yeah. Kyle? What's mine is yours. What's yours is yours. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. Nothing, you exactly. got married. Everything that you owned is now hers. Yeah. yeah. That's right. But the beauty of it, when you look on the tax side of things, is typically in Nevada and other states are obviously different. Um, there are no limitations on uh, marital gifts. Oh, um, right. So spousal gifts really have no limitations until you get up to most states, it's 4.3 million. Uh, some of the states now are moving down to a million. Okay. Where we actually start to see more associated with like estate taxes and everything that goes along with it. Um, but because you're already typically filing jointly, um, everything is, is yours. And right. so there, there's no transfer fee and, at all. And there is, generally speaking, I mean, not, we don't know every, every case is a little bit different, but there's generally some tax advantages for federal income tax too when you're married, is there not? Or? Uh, absolutely. Depending on obviously uh, the income level that the majority of the, right. the two people are bringing in, but typically once you go from married, uh, filing single to filing jointly, you move to a different tax bracket, typically drop down, right. uh, move from $12,000 in uh, automatic deductibles up to $24,000. Right. So hopefully the idea is you could be paying less in taxes right however your spouse is now going to be upset because they're probably not going to get that tax return that they that's right they ah uh, that's right. A, i've been through that part which is a scam anyways yes <laughs> I, I i can see that okay so the, you don't have to worry about gifts uh, so much but inheritance inheritance rights change yeah okay yeah um and and again uh, I'll, I'll say I'll start with this: the the bigger one, right? We talk about the of changes, and you know, going back to the home side of things, right? Big conversation that we obviously always have with our clients is: you buy a home, you live in that home, you homestead that home. Oh yeah, protect the equity in that home, no doubt. Anytime anything is changed to the deed, you automatically have to go and refile, right? And so, if you're going to be adding your spouse to that home, you have to refile. You add a mortgage company, take off a mortgage company, mm-hmm. you have to go and refile. You get no notification of it. And Interesting. I didn't, you know, I, you know, I knew you had the refund, but mortgage company because that happens a lot. Yeah, it does. I didn't think of that. And it's every time your mortgage is sold, you've got to go back and refile thing. your homestead. Correct. Well, most of the time, the mortgage company, like when you're refinancing, will ask you to release your homestead. The good ones. Okay. And then we'll file that documentation. And then the question comes right after that. Well, can I file my homestead? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you want to file it. You want to do oh, it. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Now, especially Nevada is is huge from a asset protection. Obviously, why right. so many people move here, start businesses here. Indeed, um, homesteading your home right now it's six hundred five for six hundred five thousand dollars in equity is protected from judgment, and so it's huge, right? You know, yep. talk about saving money elsewhere. Yeah, insurance can protect you, but other avenues can absolutely protect you too. Nice, nice. Okay, so uh, okay, all right, so uh, you got you've been married. Well, we're taping this on Wednesday. It'll air on Saturday. Yeah. You've been married for four days. So you, when it airs, it'll be, be a, a week. It'll be a week. You'll be a week. A week. We'll see. Uh, you'll have been a husband, <laughs> seasoned veteran by then. <laughs> yeah, have <laughs> been right. through it all. The honeymoon won't be over by then, Rick. <laughs> it's not. I mean, a week. You know, actually, he's not even going on his honeymoon till next month. Hey, sometime. Did you guys live together? 
We've been living together for the past five years, probably. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Nothing has changed for us. Yeah. Right. No. It's, Except it's, now from it's, a financial it's, it's really about legal elements, too. Absolutely. Is, is, is there a prenup involved? Should I ask if there's a prenup involved? Uh, no. So it's, it's one of those, though. It's so funny, right? You, uh, obviously, having conversations, look, I'm not an attorney. Go consult an attorney. Right. right? Yeah. Uh, but when we were looking at that idea was we actually look at it, sit there and say, because as most businesses do, they have debt associated with them. Sure. And our big concern was we get married. Is that now her debt? Right. Something bad happens. We can't buy a house. We can't get a car. We can't do whatever we have to do. Right. So our big question was, is there the ability to do a prenup to where it's also this debt is mine that we had before? Right. um, Which does work out, right? Talk about the idea of a prenup. You have everything I've inherited up to this point or made is mine. However, everything that we have after... So any assets that I might have in any sort of savings account, the second it earns a half a percent of interest, right. that is now not what was mine. That is now ours. Interesting. Very good. Hey, guys, we're coming up on our first commercial break. We'll run a few commercials. We'll come back. We have a lot more to talk about. We're going we're gonna to get into some more topics with Liam and Rick. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. <clears throat> Boy, we burned through that. That was a good one. That was really good. Your charm is on point today, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not me. I know nothing. That homestead, I, that, that was a great point because I had no idea when they, particularly when mortgages change, I had no idea about that. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. All right. Rick, we'll talk uh, current escrow issues and or title issues and or wire fraud. What you, which one? You tell me. Wire fraud is huge. Let's do wire fraud. Let's do wire fraud. Okay, Cyber here we go. right now is obviously what? CCSD is? Yeah, CCSD got hacked. Now. MGM. I had nothing to do with that. Rick? <laughs> You've been talking about hacking CCSD for a long time. Listen, we all know about that. I'm going to hack somebody. It ain't going to be that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I love it. Every, every kid is taking advantage of it, though. They sit there and say, it won't let me turn in my homework online now. <laughs> so right. No kids are turning in their homework. They're like, we can't even log in. Yeah. 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 That grade's wrong. They got hacked. <laughs> oh, they got hacked. That's, that's not my grade. <laughs> Can't be. Oh, that's good. That's good. Oh. <laughs> All right, here we go. Segment two. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Plankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me. It's 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702 702- Two zero three one one six five, and you heard Liam talking. Liam just got married, so we're excited. We're talking about Liam's, but Liam sells insurance also, and I want you to know that that's that's an important part of what we're trying to talk about here. So if you think you have a question or you'd like to talk to Liam about insurance, text his name. Text Liam to seven zero two two zero three one one six five. I'll put you in touch with him. He'll help you with your insurance needs as well. Um, Rick, I want to talk to you about. You know, we talk about this a lot. One of the reasons we do this show is to talk about this particular topic. And, and anybody who's listened to the show for a long time knows what that topic is. It's wire fraud. That's right. And wire fraud is a scary proposition. We just heard about, you know, CCSD got hacked. Uh, we're hearing about that now. Now, uh, And this isn't, this isn't about hacking for information. This is about stealing money. I mean, this is about actually taking your money away from you Correct. in a major transaction. So, so what's been happening of late with wire fraud? What have you found? What can you share with us so, right now? First of all, I mean, wire fraud is... A- you hear that and some people say, oh, that's what I see on TV and the movies that, you know, they got arrested for wire fraud. No, that's not what we're talking about. No, yeah. Like Harvey said, we're talking about somebody is 
stealing your money. Yeah. And they're stealing it through a transaction where you're expecting to receive a wire. Right. But they, the bad guy, we'll call them. The bad guy or girl has infiltrated this transaction Mm -hmm. and they've given their banking information to the people sending the money. And then when we as a title company send the money to this account, it doesn't go who it's supposed to go to. It goes to the bad guy. And you're talking about in a home sale, a major amount of money, maybe a a lifetime's worth of savings or accumulation, uh, accumulation of asset. A Uh, lot of money. A lot of money. A lot of money. Um, We've seen not at our operation, but in our, you know, talking to other organizations, you know, upwards of over a million dollars with some wires. Wow. Um, mm. You know, we're not 100% clean, we call it, right? We've, yeah. We've been hit. We've been able to retrieve them. So that's good. That's good news. Yeah. Um, if you're we, early. Yeah. If you're early, you can retrieve them. You can get them back. It okay. It's a little bit of a fight. But um, I, I will say this, and I'll give a, a hats off to um, the Metro Fraud Department, uh-huh. as well as local FBI. They're doing a really good job. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Um, of being available. Nice. And helping us in the situations. Great. Um, but, again, you know, wire fraud is, you know, people are, are stealing your money in, in a different way. They're not walking up to you and say, give me your money. They're, no. They're behind the scenes. And the reason is is that, think about this. Everything we do is electronic. Everything we do is on a computer, phone, tablet, whatever. I walk around every day with the assumption that they're all hacked already. You've got to. There are, right? The, the bad guys are already in there. It's just yeah. a matter of whether you're dealing with the A team or the, the C or D team, right? <laughs> right? It just depends. Right. And you'll know when you're dealing with the A team because you won't know until the money's gone. Right. right. You'll know with the, you know, the, the B, C, and D team because you'll be able to pick up on some alternative uh, form of communication maybe an email doesn't look right right or you got a weird text message yeah. or you got a phone call saying hey you have to redo wiring like things like that um but ultimately wire wire fraud is where these bad guys come into the middle of this transaction they give fraudulent wiring instructions to the title company or to the or to the, the to, to, um, to the buyer the buyer mm-hmm. and when the title company's trying to transfer money to the seller it's bad. It goes to the bad guys or vice versa. The buyer's wiring in their, their closing funds. Right. And they get an email that says, oh, the wire instructions have changed. Please send to this address or this wire uh, bank, whatever the case may be. And they've spoofed the email. They've, it looks like it's coming from the title company. There's a letter off in the uh, email. email. Yeah. Or it's whatever. an extension on. Yeah. Line. Or it's this weird looking email. Right. Um, those are usually bad. Ninety nine point nine percent of the time, right? And you know, we've had a couple cases where are interesting where the the buyer received an email. It was my escrow officer's signature line. It had our phone number. Yeah, it literally had our main office. They didn't even bother changing they the didn't... main office phone number, right? And the buyer didn't follow the directions that was in the email. Wow, the directions in the email that the bad guy sent to the buyer said. Please call to verify these instructions. <laughs> and they didn't do it. They didn't do it. And they even <laughs> they gave them the right number. They even gave them the right number. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And that buyer wired the money, and it went oh. to the bad guy. Oh. Um, luckily, we got that back for the buyer. Okay. But what, and in that situation, what happened, the buyer called us okay. right after okay. and said, I just wired the money. I just wired the money to your X account. And we're like, we don't have an X that bank. Ah. So we told them exactly what to do. Okay. Get on the phone. There's a whole, we have a whole process. If something happens in our mm-hmm. office, we go in a bunch of different directions. Sure. But everybody knows what they're supposed to do. Right. We told, we told them what to do. 
um, and we help them with the FBI Metro um, okay. fraud task force that's together file, and they were able to get that money back about a week later. Delayed nice. closing. The seller was very gracious and thank goodness. Extended, yeah, and good. it was able to close, but. Do not ever send money without verifying the wiring instructions. Right. Um, Talk to the people you know. Don't trust that that phone number in the email is the right one because normally it's not. Normally it's not. Normally it's not. So talk to your agent. Get the number from your agent. Get the number from a a trusted source. Write it down when you first open escrow that you have it and know it. Uh, Most companies in town, the wire instructions don't change from you wiring in Mm -hmm. your EMD to your closing funds. Mm -hmm. It's the same instructions. Yeah. Uh, there's another other things that we're doing too um, with verification. We are thoroughly verifying all wires going out now. Um, even if you come into our office and fill out our proceeds form, is that right? We are verifying those in the in the back. We have the ability to verify with with about eighty percent of the banks. Nice. You can verify that that bank account does belong to Harvey. Okay. Cool. Um, so that's getting better with. Well, that's good news. Better with technology. Great. But again, there's only so much that you know yeah, we can do or you better with do. technology. Well, yeah, well, we, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. We're, the unfortunate thing is we were always one step behind the fraudsters. Yeah. We're 10 steps behind them now. Yeah. yeah. As an industry, the real estate industry is 10 steps behind the fraudsters because you start talking about people selling other people's properties oh, that yeah. aren't oh, yeah. aware of it. That's a whole other conversation. And that goes, that boils down to um, identity theft right. is usually when that happens. And we're in the middle of one of those right now as well. That's the challenge, too, is a majority of uh, insurance policies from a cyber protection standpoint max out at $100,000 in wire fraud. Is that right? And so, yeah. We we have a very large one. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you have to make sure it's not just attached to a normal BOP or something like that. Right. That's the problem is majority of companies out there, they do. They just have, you know, the standard cyber coverage that comes on. and. They max out at 100000 and that's wire fraud, including uh, attorney fees. Yeah, but would you cover – Would if, if an individual had wire or had cyber crime mm-hmm. and they received an email with wiring instructions? Did they, they hack? How did they get the information? If they would have hacked it through your guys' database, it would be no, covered. Yeah, but if they would have they, – they usually hack it through the actual buyer's Yeah, it's email. usually – it's oh, usually, yeah, and if it's, yeah. if it's the buyer that, that is getting the data breached, there's really not much you can do. Some home policies, you can have identity fraud, some cyber protection. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, that's right. Majority of the time, it's going to come from an email from you or from the realtor. Or yeah, they're like hacking that, right. through the weakest link, which is usually the, the buyer the or the buyer. seller. Not, yeah. the com- not the escrow company, it's not usually, the real. Usually yeah. the buyer, seller, then the agent, then the title company. That's right. kind of the order that they go into. Right. The biggest thing is is that for consumers out there, you're using most people use a free email service. Yeah. Right? They use Gmail yeah, or whatever. Right. Yahoo go into or, your settings. Just check your settings. Mm-hmm. Make sure you don't have any forwards on. Right, a lot of people. That's how they follow it. They're they're having your emails, everything's being forwarded, forwarded to, to them. A server yep. AI is running a search on those emails to see if they can find keywords. Keywords. Yep. And home sale. Do, yeah. Home do, purchase. Right. It goes to the you know actual eyes and they look at it and they're like, yep, we're gonna get this guy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So we had a big one last year. Yeah. It's it's no joke. No, it's scary. I mean, and, and again, I, I I say it mockingly, but not really. This is one of the reasons we do the show is because we want people to be aware of this and be very, very careful. When you're doing a real estate transaction, know this. The bad guys are watching you. Just just assume it. Right. Just make, like Rick said, I, you make the assumption they're watching your emails. So whenever you get anything like that in a wiring show, we always encourage our clients, we, you know, we go to signings, we, we help them. We sit there with them. We do the paperwork with them. We look at their account. We verify with, you know, we, we, we're very careful and cautious. And we tell them, you get an email, ignore it. 
It's not. It's not legit. Yeah. Period. Exactly. End of story. Mm-hmm. You know, just don't even don't even pay attention to it. If you don't have to log in and do two factor authentication to get the information, that's bad. That's bad. That's bad. Hey guys, we're coming up on the bottom of the hour. We're going to a couple of commercials. We're going to come back. We got. We still got a lot more to talk about, guys. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. <clears throat> I want to do. Let's do. Let's 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 reemphasize this. Let's go further in the wire for the three of us. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to we're going to be bad guys. How do we get money? All right. Let's do that. We can do that. I mean, we, we're not crooks, but we can think like crooks. Can right. I ask people on the air to donate to my cause? Yeah. <laughs> Let me give you a Go link. into your mom's purse <laughs> and take out the green paper and send it to this address. <laughs> okay. The green we had, paper. We had one where it was, it was a realtor whose email got hacked, and uh-huh. they went to Wells Fargo, um, went into Wells Fargo. It didn't work. They didn't think to call the realtor. They just, you know, sent an email back to that realtor, which was still hacked. Realtor came back. Oh, sorry, it's the wrong. Here's the right account number. <gasps> so they were in Wells Fargo. Three failed transactions. Wells Fargo never thought to tell. Oh my them goodness! To call to yeah, do anything. The, I, the bank. And, That's incredible. And unfortunately, the banks. I don't want to say turn their back, but they. You can walk into the bank, and if all you have is the ABA and account number. The receiving bank does not verify yeah. where that's going. Wow. They just stick it in that account. Yep. It went straight to... Oh, my goodness. South Africa. Somalia. Like yeah, yeah, who knows where. Yeah. They, they yeah. route it like three different banks. They're all sweep accounts. And it's gone, gone, gone. gone. Yeah. yeah. Terrible. All right. Let's do segment three. Here all we go. right. <clears throat> Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702 702- Two zero three one one six five again. That's seven zero two two zero three one one six five. With me now in studio, I have Rick Sanami here and Liam White. We were talking about wire fraud before the break. I want to continue that conversation again. We talk about this a lot on the show, but it's an important topic. And I thought what we might do for you guys is so you, you get a clear understanding as to what's happening out there. Um, there was a famous bank robber who said they asked him. They said, "Well, why you know why are you robbing banks?" And his answer was, "That's where the money is." Okay, this is what's happening with wire fraud, guys. So here, we're, we're, Liam, uh, Rick, and I, we, haven't, we didn't plan this ahead of time, but I, I thought it would be a great idea for us to think about a way we can get, let's, let's think about a way we can get a lot of money. What would be the easiest source of stealing money? And we don't have to come face-to-face with anybody, mm-hmm. right? We can just sit in our, in our little dark basement somewhere with a computer and figure out a way to hack into somebody, get them to forward all their emails to us, right? Let me. I want to interrupt you with that really quick. Go ahead. So that's the conception or the misconception that someone's sitting in a dark basement, right? right. These companies, their companies, their, cor- their, corporations. their corporations, yeah, are setting up shop. It's an industry. It's an industry. It's a billions and billions of dollar industry. Yeah. They're setting up. They're renting office space. It's, yeah. it's a numbers game because they know there's so many transactions going out there. They're just looking at everybody's email all the time, trying to figure out which one they can get, and they're trying to get right. everybody. And that they're not successful all the time, but every now and then they are successful. Yes, and the and the people who have the money, believe it or not, in my opinion, in doing this is the buyer buying a house. Okay, that that one is the most vulnerable is the buyer because oh, yeah. there's no checkpoint for that buyer. Yeah. Right? yeah, the buyer really has to stay on what they're told. Right, they're told that you're going to get wire instructions, you're going to send money to that account. Okay, that's what they heard. Right, what they were really ter- told was. You're going to get wire instructions. Please call the company who sent them to you and verify them. Here's their number. Right. Don't use the one in the email. Right. And what they did is everything opposite. Right. They yeah. got the they path one, of least resistance. The path of least resistance. They printed out the wire instructions and sent the money. Yeah. Okay. Or two, 
they printed out the wire instructions. They called the number in the email and said, hey, I'm here to verify. Well, they were talking to the bad guy. Right. Right. Or they didn't listen at all, and they should have, and they would have been fine. But the buyer is the one who is definitely the most vulnerable, in my opinion. Yeah. How little investment you need as, a, as an industry, how little investment you need as an organization to do this type of crime is, is crazy. You need, a, you know, basically a couple of uh, computers. You need, you, need, you need somebody who can make an email look like an email. That's easy. I right. mean, you've got graphic software that can make it. I can get your logo and my logo. We can, we can make it all look exactly the same. Yeah. It's um, $8, $8 to get a domain name? Yeah, right. right. Yeah. It's, set, up, set up an email? It's outrageously easy to do this, guys. So that's why we want you to be extremely extraordinarily careful and follow up and the way you do that the way you protect yourself from liam and rick and myself uh, <laughs> is to is to first of all call the people you know don't call the number in the email it's always by email we're not really i mean is there there's really no other i'm not thinking of any you, other way they can could, do i mean we've seen plenty via phone but unfortunately the phone majority is, of the time it's, yeah. it's pretty Facts. easy to tell the scam you know one of the big ones were uh yeah. the some of the the really, really good hackers hacked were able to hack fax lines. Wow! And and um, I thought faxes were fairly secure. They, the, I mean, you're talking a plus. Like these, they got to be the really best, good to get the on the best fax. of the best. Okay, all right, um, but payoffs. Well, but a lot, of, and that's that's the challenge though, is because everything's going digital. The majority of fax machines are not machines anymore. It's that's just true. Or just email. That's yeah, true. Just, just we scan and we send. Yeah. It yeah. So you know, one of the things that we do is we verify every payoff going out. Okay. So we either call the lender. Right. That we're paying off and verify their wiring instructions. Okay. We have a bank of lenders that we've already verified where their wiring instructions don't change. Or we use a third party who does the calling for us. Okay. And, and does that. Because that's, that's another large amount of money going out, right? Yeah. You can sell your house and get very little proceeds, right? Yeah. You can, but you have a $500,000 payoff. Right. And you miss that. Guess that's on me. Yeah. You know, so we, we verify those completely um, on, on the mortgage payoffs and stuff. So. Indeed. But yeah, we went to faxes. That is was the original. Is, is thing. everyone doing wire now? Is anyone still doing checks? There, Nevada won't even let you do. So really. this is the interesting thing: money coming in, we can we'll, we'll take a check for an earnest money deposit. Yeah, because that's got, you know, just, you just, just, just got five thousand, ten thousand. We have taken with the good funds law basically says that you can't close a transaction without knowing the money is good, right? Right. So yeah. I can take a check. I just, can't, I just can't close for, for thirty days. Okay. Right. Yeah. So you let it season type. The thing. interesting thing though is is that our end all be all in a transaction giving money is I cut a check. Okay. I, I cut a check right. to the registered. Like if I don't, if I'm uncomfortable with those wire instructions, or I'm uncomfortable, I'm cutting a check to the registered owner. Mm-hmm. And if it's two people on title, five people on title, if it's an LLC that they don't have a bank account for, hey, guess what? I did what I'm supposed to do. Here's your check. Here's Figure your check. And, and and then everybody, if there's a number of people, everybody's got to sign it. Exactly. Everyone's got to as endorse an industry. It. Yeah. There's that small group that's out there that says. We should only go back to checks and cut checks for closings. Yeah, because it's going to cut down on all this. It's true, all this wire. But then it slows down the process so dramatically. It does slow down. It, it slows down the process as far as if you're doing, which it may to be purchase. a good thing. May be a good thing. Yeah, but it, it doesn't. I mean, the fact that you can. I mean, in reality, how fast could you go from searching to house close a house these days? I can do it in a day. See, that's that's a little scary to think. Like if you you, you give me a contract quick. in the morning. And you're paying cash. Mm-hmm. We could close that down. If there's an HOA, forget about it. You know, okay. you I, know. I, I mean, I if you're willing to waive all I your disclosure still, I rules, still close. But yeah, yeah. Right? if you're I'm not talking the, disclosures, but right, right. Yeah, we we could close pretty quick. I mean, yeah. we tell people cash, no HOA. We tell them two days. Yeah, okay. yeah. Right? We tell them with an HOA, we'll say ten days. Ten days is that's 
God, that's CCNRs our really hold it back that much? Well, HOAs are you know, notoriously slow. Yeah, and, and, and Nevada requires that you provide those those documents to a buyer. That's part of the right. – actually, and the seller has to pay for and provide. That's part of the law. That's the one element of a contract that's not negotiable. I can't make a buyer pay for that as a seller. I have to pay for that. That came out of the old um, – all of the uh, – uh, days. When the banks were selling homes, when yeah. there was a lot of foreclosures, the banks didn't want to pay those fees, and everyone got kind of pissed off and said, no, no, you got to pay those fees. Yeah. So now it's the seller – yeah. Has to pay those fees, um, and that's what happened. But yeah, so HOAs can they can bog they can bog you down. There's something that happened to me. I got a quick story about about fraud. Um, we heard we've heard stories recently about people trying to sell raw land. Yeah, uh, that, that's that's uh, that's not encumbered by any kind of financing. Normally, land is not. Normally, it's, yeah. it's it's owned outright. I actually got a call from a guy who said his he needs to sell his dad's land. You know, and in this part of the town. And this was just about uh, 10 days ago. And he needs to sell this land. And, and he, he gave me the parcel number. He gave me the information. And he's calling me from Florida. And I said, okay, that's fine. I, I need you to send me a copy of your ID. I need you to send me uh, whatever documentation you have about your father's passing. Because, unfortunately, and I know you would never do this, Mr. Seller. But, mm-hmm. unfortunately, there's people out there trying to sell other people's land by doing this very thing you're talking about. I'm happy to do it for you. Never heard from him again. Yeah, yeah. Never so heard from we'll, we'll, uh, I have a story about that. I can't talk about it on air. but uh, <laughs> Oh, okay. Yeah, it's one of the ones that we have to compare notes because there's a ring that's happening in, in town right now. Yeah, these guys, I mean, he sounded legit. He sounded like very remorseful, very upset. Dad passed, you know, I got to sell this right. land. I got to, you know, he had a whole story about it. He knew the names. He knew, he, you know, it's easy. It's all, it's all tax records. It's easy to pull so the names. V- vacant land. Yeah. Free and clear property with yeah. absentee owners. Yeah. So one of the things that we as an industry are starting to do is contact the seller at their mailing address that's listed with the county. Good. Okay. So we're we're either sending them something certified, in the worst cases certified. We don't send everything certified. It's expensive. Right. But a normal a letter, maybe a FedEx, something to get their attention. See, yeah. well, we, we've had companies reach out and ask us. Can we get a copy of the insurance policy? Because typically there would be a vacant land. There would be some sort of coverage out there. Right. And so what they're doing is they're now forging certificates of insurance oh my to goodness. show <laughs> that they actually are carrying insurance on the land. Unbelievable. Helps them think that, oh, no, it's it's legitimate. Yeah. Wow. I mean, you know, it's like you said, Rick, they, they keep staying far ahead of us. Yeah, we, we as an industry, we need to catch up to them. Yeah, and, and it's almost impossible, though. I mean, when you think about it, we're, we'll fix oh, we'll yeah. fix the we'll fix the the loopholes now, but they're going to find yeah, other ones. I mean, they can always find something. They're always going to figure out a way because right. they're they're devious. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what they do. That's, I, know, I know it was a legitimate sale, but uh, you see downtown project frame, East Fremont. Oh right, completely sold as of this morning. Yeah, crazy. Yep, wild. Hey guys, we're coming up on another quick break. We'll run a few commercials. We'll come back. We got one more segment. We got again, still got a lot to talk about. So guys, stay tuned. We'll be back in just a minute. Do you uh, remember that guy's name? You don't got to say it on the air, <laughs> but yeah, I, I've got it. I think I've still got it on my desk. Okay, I'll uh, I, I'll I'll bring it to you. There's yeah. a whole ring right now. Yeah, yeah. we actually we, we just had one out in Pahrump. We yeah, got, we got yeah. we got hit with one. Yeah, you got it. It's, it's but it's so interesting on the insurance end how it gets handled. It's so weird. Like I said, I can't really comment on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, we can talk after, but it's, okay. it's, it's, it's a learning curve for me, and I'm sitting in the industry doing this every single day. I'm like, we have to do what? Yeah. But that's, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and there's agents out there who have properties listed, I'm sure, that, that are illegitimate right now, land, land offerings out there that are just oh, yeah. absolutely illegitimate. And we're, a- we're actually offering um, 
an incentive to our employees if they catch a fraud file. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very good. Just, That's cool. No, I like everything you're saying, Rick, about what you guys are doing to, to try to stay ahead of them. Yeah. I mean, we're, I'm, I, we're not, but we are. You're right? trying. trying. You're making the effort. We're making yeah. the yeah. effort. That's great. You stop one. I yep. Mean, yeah. It's a good For feeling sure. when you catch one. Yeah. Um, okay. Segment four. Here we go. Welcome back. I'm Harvey Blankfeld. You're listening to Las Vegas Real Estate Now. We're here every Saturday at 11 a.m. If you ever have a question or an idea for the program, please call or text me at 702-203-1165. Again, that's 702-203-1165. With me now in studio, of course, we have Rick Senemy and Liam White. We were talking about wire fraud before the break. Um, you know, it's it's such an important topic, and we devoted half the show today to that. I want to talk about a couple other things, guys. Let's let's bring up a couple of articles I found, and let's talk about this. First of all, article in the paper just this past week, Patrick Blennerhassett wrote this. He writes the a lot of the real estate stuff for the RJ, and the headline is Las Vegans must now make over six figures annually to afford a mortgage. That's really sad. I, I, I'm is. devastated by this, honestly. Um, and in the article, it starts by saying a Las Vegas household, I guess so combined incomes, uh, must uh, make at least $113,186 annually to afford a mortgage, up 15% from a year ago, according to a report from Redfin, an online real estate brokerage. The median monthly mortgage payment for Las Vegas residents now sits at $2,830, and the medium home sale, median home sales price uh, is $415,000, according to Redfin. Um, you know, affordable housing has been a topic we've talked about a bunch here as well, and it's an important topic because I'm an I'm a, obviously an advocate of home ownership. I think it's important for personal financial growth, and if it's impossible for people to do it, I mean, what are we doing here? It's really tough, and not just because I'm a realtor, but because I know for my kids' sake, you know, right. I really want exactly people yeah. to have the ability to buy a home and build personal wealth with their home as opposed to paying some landlord. And now you've got, and, and well, let me read a little more from the article. Las Vegas faces a number of headwinds toward, uh, toward a path of affordable housing and rental rates, including rising interest rates, a lack of supply of affordable housing, and a slowdown in listings. In addition, Wall Street hedge funds have been buying up single-family homes and renting them out. Yeah, You've got big companies. BlackRock. Yeah, they're building, and they're building brand new home communities, rental only communities yeah. around the country. So, coming up with the concept of instead of individuals getting the benefit of home ownership, now corporations are going to take that benefit away. And you know, I'm not against big corporations. I'm just saying, geez, I leave this for the individual. Leave this for. Uh, the families leave this for us to be able to both grow personal wealth there was a time in the back in the reo days where they couldn't investors couldn't purchase an reo property until 30 days after it was on the market that's right that's right and that is something that you know 30 days isn't a long time no but at the same time it's definitely uh at least there was something in place yeah, because yeah. if I you remember, they were back looking then, to go back were, to that too. I, I think they need to do something. They need to. I mean, and, 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 I, and I know it'll hurt values to a certain extent. Of course, it will, because if you take certain elements of buyers out of the market, it's going to hurt values. But I don't mind that as much as the idea of seeing just big corporations owning residential, all the residential real estate. Yeah, that just I, scares me. How much is it going to hurt values? Because you go back 30, 40 years ago, these corporations weren't buying, and yeah. the values continued on their yeah, 4 true. to 5% true. You know, appreciation, and yeah. that's what everybody banked on. Yeah, but it is. I think Vegas is, they, we were the first city to surpass more than 50% of our residents are renting rather than owning. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a scary proposition. For me, it's it's disturbing in, in that sense. You know, Okay, so Matt Hennessy, who's a Las Vegas-based mortgage advisor, 
said uh, there's a workaround really currently where we're basically sellers are helping buy down rates for buyers and that's 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 certainly one way to way to do it but he said something um that i've been saying for the last three months and and this is and this is a quote from uh from him this is a lender uh my advice to those who are waiting on the sidelines for either mortgage rates or home values to drop is this housing inventory increases during this time every year and inventory as a his, is at historic low levels he said when interest rates do eventually drop, there will be a surge of interested homebuyers taking advantage of the same opportunity, and you will experience increased competition like that of 2020 and 21 with multiple offers or above asking price due to low levels of inventory for the foreseeable future. <clears throat> if you're waiting for interest rates to come down, it's not gonna help. you're going to get hurt. Right. You're going to get hurt. I, I, I can't emphasize this enough, guys. This is really important. Understand this. This is not me trying to sell you a home. This is me advising you to consider buying. If you can afford the home now, buy it. And knock that rate down later because when, when if you're waiting for prices to come down, I just don't see it. No, the only way prices are coming down is if we get more inventory. Yeah. Or or on the flip side, if rates continue in this huge upward trend and just everybody stops buying. But yeah. what happens when people don't buy? We get more inventory. At yeah. the end of the day, right. whatever the reason is, we need more inventory. <clears throat> well, and that's the higher interest rates just allows cash influx buyers to so corporations take more of an advantage of it. Right. Yeah, exactly. They don't need the yes. lending. Right. Are yeah. people just not? Are people refusing to look at the idea of townhouse condos these days? It seems like everyone wants well, that single family home. It's a great point. It's just like out of reach. But you know what's happened? Townhomes and condos have appreciated uh, have gone up more than anything else because they're at the bottom end of the of the market. And so we're that's why the median is four fifteen. The median for a single family home is four fifty. Right. So the me so when you, even when you add in condos and townhomes, it's not dropping as much as you'd like it to. And that's a you know you purchase a home at that amount you're you're looking and most people you know they don't have 20 percent to put down they don't have no, correct yeah, they right. have five they're putting five percent down right you, you know three hundred eighty thousand dollar mortgage payment at today's rates it's it's pretty oh, hefty i mean four, four grand a month if you're only right. putting five five thousand yeah, you're, well, yeah. You're, in, you're in that thirty five hundred four thousand dollars a month and yeah you know it, it's funny and i say this I, i'm not that old but i'm older and you know but that's a lot of money for a mortgage payment. Like oh, yeah. you, you go back to I look at my parents and you know they're paying eight nine hundred for their mortgage payment oh, yeah. on the house that they're still living in. Yeah, that they've paid off. That was their mortgage payment. Yeah. Yep. And rates were seven seven and a half percent when they bought it. Oh sure. So you know that that the price of it is another function that's really driving people out of this market. The rates can drive you in and out, but if that home was you know two hundred thousand dollars less, seven percent means nothing yeah. then. Yeah, you're right. Fine. You're fine. People are going to buy it. But even rents are high. In and the article, he goes on talking about rents. This means, okay, according to a study from National Low, Nevada's need to make at least $30 an hour to afford fair market rent. Yeah. Uh, the household must earn at least $4,851 a month or 58000 and change annually to afford the basic rent of, of 1455 a month. I mean, for a two-bedroom apartment. So it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, housing is just out. I mean, look. I, I sell houses for a living, and I want people to buy homes. But I, I have to see, say, right now, it's tough. For entry-level buyers, it's really tough, and that's Very a shame. Tough. That's a shame. Um, and I'd like to see us see some way, way to hopefully improve that. I, there's a new new community. I know it's got you know some mixed reviews on it, but there's a new community that they're doing up north where it's uh, completely rent-to-own. To okay, you, yeah. You pay rent for three years, yep. 75% of your rent goes towards your down payment, yep. and then you have the ability to go ahead and buy out type thing. However, I know you can't can't sell for more than what your original right. buy was for. So you know you couldn't 
get it three years later, buy, and then boom, flip around and sell it. So I know there's a lot of limitations. Yeah. But we are. We're going to have to start getting <clears throat> We have to get creative. creative. We have yeah. to get creative. Sure. And, and we have to tr- try to build in a structure where it's a little bit easier for, for entry-level purchasers to buy a home. And th- there's got to be a way to do that. Now, there's money out there right now for down payments. Nevada has money for people for helping with oh, yeah. down payments. It's there. There's down payment assistance programs out there for you. Um, so the, take the advantage of those two. Looking at those down payment assistance, they all have income limitations. They do. So now are the are they, they even are, can they even get the down payment assistance because they need to make so much money to buy the house? Yeah. And can you make one hundred and fifty? Can you make one hundred? Yeah. Can you make one hundred and fifty and get down payment great assistance? Point, so you know. I don't know how much those are actually that those funds are available for that four hundred thousand dollar house. Now you you know you go into different parts of town where there are three hundred thousand. Right. Yeah. They're available, and you can probably use it. But okay, yeah. But if you're an entry level buyer, look, go out there. You know, look, if you're a, a couple, get a condo. You know, go for a three seventy five condo. Yeah, your you know. first house is the only one yeah. you should have to come out of pocket. That's for. the first time you have to write. That's the only time you're actually writing a check. Yeah. After that, ideally, you're taking the equity from that one and moving into the next one, so you don't have to worry about it as much. But yeah, get look, guys, get in the game, buy something, buy it now. And if all these corporations are out there doing it. They're doing it for a reason because they see a good future in, in residential housing. Right. Us as individuals should recognize that and take advantage of it and, and grab it while you can. Get them before they become out of reach. You know, maybe they're out of reach already for a lot of people. Maybe they're not out of reach for you. So think about it. Step, in, step into this thing. What a terrific program today. Uh, first again, once again, congratulations to Liam on his recent nuptials. Thank you. Um, but I have to say, what a fun real estate hour we've had. I want to thank Mark, our production director director i gotta thank carly again for helping me make sure this show happens uh i also must thank our outstanding expert contributors today that being rick Senemi and liam white uh you've been listening to las vegas real estate now i'm your host harvey blankfeld next week we'll have another fantastic hour for you our guests are gonna be mark stark and john ingram uh, mark stark's gonna be back for the first time in a while and it'll be great to have him back on the program um, if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover just call me off the air or text me at 702 702- Two zero three one one six five again. That's seven zero two two zero three one one six five. Please subscribe to our YouTube channel, uh, LV Real Estate Radio, or like and follow us, and or like and follow us on social media. Our handle being at LV Real Estate Radio. I want to thank you, our listeners, also for joining us this week. Remember, while we seek to educate, empower, and engage with you, we want you to learn, understand, and then act. We'll meet you on the radio next Saturday at eleven a.m. right here on one hundred one point five K Don.